Hi there, I'm Ramey. I'm Rick. This is John. And this is Say the X, where two anime virgins and one super fan watch Hunter x Hunter episode by episode. This show contains spoilers and some adult language. We invite you to watch along so you don't get either. That doesn't make sense, but here we go. <laughs> episode 9, Beware X of X Prisoners. Not ex-prisoners and former prisoners, though. Uh, the contest against the inmates continues. Gone faces off against the sickly Sedekon, a bomber sentenced to 149 years. Sedekon suggests a simple game, keep a candle flame alive longer than your opponent. He offers a short candle and a long candle. The group leaves the choice to Gone. Who chooses the long candle? Because he's an idiot. He's he went with his gut. He went with his gut. He did go with his very simple-minded gut. And he did. And uh, they light their candles. Uh, suddenly, from the bottomless pit surrounding uh, the the combatants, uh, a wind blows. Gon protects his candle from blowing out. A few moments later, Gon's candle begins melting quickly. Sedokan had four candles: two normal ones and two with wicks soaked in oil. No matter which Gon had chosen, he would have gotten one that had been tampered with. Gon places his candle on the ground. It is burning so hard and fast, it would be hard to extinguish. He rushes towards Sedokan and blows the criminal's candle out. The score is 1-1. See, this is why they should have clarified the rules, because I think that that shouldn't have worked. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, <laughs> Man, the other inmates taunt the heck out of Sedekon for using cheap tricks. The next opponent is Majitani, who looks like a blue Frankenstein's monster. I almost just put Frankenstein, but I figured I would be full nerd there. Uh, <laughs> no, I would have corrected you. Yeah, well, that would have been great. That would have been great. Knowledge uh, is in knowing that the doctor, that Frankenstein is the doctor, but also that Frankenstein is the monster. Everybody's the monster. Karapika <laughs> chooses to confront Majitani. Majitani demands a fight to the death. He tries to intimidate Karapika with his intimidating looks. Wow, that's some good writing. With his intimidating looks, tough talk, and tattoos of, uh, of the number of people he's killed. Karapika is unfazed by all of these moves. Majitani is surprised by Karapika's nonchalance, although he maintains his tough guy posturing. Karapika's ice cold. Leorio's worried for him. Gon and Kalua assure him that Karapika is no, is in no danger. They both sense that Machijani is just oh, full of boasts and bluster. Majitani attacks Karapika, breaking the stone floor with his bare fist, which was stupid. He should have just hit him. Uh, then he shows his trump card, a 12-legged spider, the symbol of the phantom troop. Karapika's eyes turn red, and he smashes Majitani to the ground. Karapika apologizes to the group. Even though he knew Machitani was weak and the tattoo was fake, he couldn't control himself. The rage inside him remains as strong as ever. Leorio gets the next combat. So, anime as anime moment for me was that 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 whole fight sequence again. Uh, for me, the, it, that whole fight sequence, but especially that last one where. Karapika smashes, like we see them in silhouette, and Karapika smashes him in the face and then gets pushed upwards without touching the ground. Yeah. <laughs> like he punches him so hard he goes back up. Yep. 
Uh, yeah, yeah was... this uh, it's a great episode, you guys. It's a great episode. It was really fun to watch. Uh, the animation in this one is really nice. Um, there's a lot of good stuff going on in this. Yeah, I was actually surprised by how many times they didn't play Leorio's theme. Because uh, he was off the handle this episode again. Yeah, but I don't think it was in as goofy a way, right? Yeah, I, I think I think we were supposed to take his concerns really seriously. Yeah, yeah he's really concerned for Acropica for sure. So, but let, let's let's take a step back because I think you know I I jumped ahead because we were just talking about uh, Majitani and 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 he was well, just it was so awful exciting. It was an exciting match, right? Like like they really built it up well. As opposed and to literally watching candles burn for Gon's match. <laughs> At least it yeah, was short. Yeah, but it, it was short, but, but it's actually really well told visually. Um, there are these, these shots of like just his hands holding the candle. There's lots of shots of the fire. There's the shots of the, the bare kind of stone tile work floor with the droplets of the mm-hmm. wax hitting um, so quickly. Kudos to them for not having gone actually get in a fight. Yeah. Um, you know, like they tease a little bit of that uh, several episodes back when he and uh, Hisoka have their uh, confrontation. But I think it's really cool that we're not seeing him in a full on fight. The most we've seen is the keep away game. Right. You know, they build this up like each one of these is going to be some kind of a physical test. And so to give him the one where one, he's supposed to try to use his brain which is not... Um, it's not his strong suit at all. Well, he, he says it's not his strong suit. I'm beginning to doubt the validity of that. Um, yeah, I mean, he's definitely shown the ability to do lateral thinking in the past, right? Well, yeah, and he, and they're like, oh, you know, we'll leave it up to his instincts, which I thought was hilarious. Um, because then when he just goes for the kind of safe, obvious choice... They're like, oh, you know, and, and Kalua's like, I told you he wouldn't even think about it. Um, yeah, that's what going by your gut means. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. But, you know, there is always that element of like, I don't think he knew how deep the double cross or the, the subterfuge was going to be uh, with the trick with the candles. So he just, he's like, I'm going to try that one. But he does think on his feet. I mean, he comes up with that plan to go and blow the other guy's candle out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, is that he knows there's a trick there. Like he says to Seticon, I know you've got something planned, but I'm just going to choose the long one. Like he did think it out to some extent. Yeah, to an extent. He knew that he couldn't couldn't get ahead of Seticon. He just needed to get in position. Yeah. Until the trick revealed itself. Well, and and this goes back to two things that we've talked about, right? The the feral savant, right, where he just mm-hmm. um, basically just goes with his gut and and just thinks on his feet and has this natural knack for getting himself into and out of trouble. Uh, but also, very early on, we were talking about how you know this kid is so innocent; he's going to get rolled. And there was a part in that scene where I'm like, well, he really fouled things up, and he fell for, you know, he fell for the trick and he swallowed it hook, line and sinker. And, you know, he was able to get himself out of it, but he did fall for the trick. But there was no trick. Well, or it was all trick. Yeah, it was all, it, it was yeah, all like sleight there, of hand. Yeah, he was not gonna, 
there was no correct answer, which, you know, it, it wasn't a moral quandary. It doesn't really call back to like that early kind of um, what's the correct answer quiz they have to take in the street back in like episode two or three. Yeah, the trolley problem. It definitely wasn't that. No, it wasn't. But but there was there was no right answer. He was this guy, you know, the uh, uh, set can, you know, there was there was no way that you were going to pick the right candle in that situation unless yeah. somebody saw the sleight of hand, which I don't think we're supposed to think that that was really much of a possibility. Right. Well, it was it was a game of three card Monty, right? Right. Well, you you brought up, Rick, in the in the recap, the idea of whether or not Gon should have been allowed to go and rush over and blow out the candle. And I think because it was a rigged game in the first place that that kind of like one, they don't set out any rules. They just say we're going to light the candles and whoever goes out first is going to be the winner. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's implied that if they're burning normally, they had to protect the candle. The candle would go out too easily in the wind if they weren't protecting it. And they both and they both do cradle their candle when the big wind comes. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think once it is uh, kind of revealed, even though a little bit of that reveal is in Setokan's head. Um, yeah. So a lot, a lot of the the exposition is not actually spoken; it's all mental, which is, I think, a, a really interesting storytelling decision. Well, and we see it, we see it again, right? We see it again later. Oh, absolutely, and we've seen it before. I mean, when they're doing keep away uh, with, you know, with the chairman, Netero, yeah, and, and we also saw it with uh, Tompa, yeah, uh, in during the introduction. So it's an established thing. Um, but yeah, I just think because the game was rigged from the get-go that all bets are off, you know. Yeah, and and I I, I feel like like Gon thought about what the rules were, were, and it was just keep your keep your candle lit. Uh, so so I feel like that move was completely good, and I'd like to point out that Gon choosing the long candle helped him in this case. Yeah, because if he had chosen the rigged short candle, it probably would have burned out before he had ever had time to come up with the idea to go blow the other guy's candle out. Exactly. Yeah. So no, I mean, uh, again, I with him is was that luck? Was it circum? Was it like a coincidence, or or did he did his instincts tell him to do that? Like, there's really no way for us to know that at this point. But um, I will also say that like it feels like we're getting answers to some of our earlier questions. How so? Well, one, you know, what do the other characters think about Gone? How does he reason his way through things? A little bit more information about, like, Karapika and, and how deep his vengeance is. Right. Um, even more information about what the Phantom Troop is um, is revealed in that second fight. Yeah. Well, and re remember what Karapika, like one of his first lines was about how his only worry is that his his rage will cool before he gets his revenge. Right. Um, and this is the first time we've seen that in action. And clearly it's not cold at all. Yeah, it's not cold at all. I mean, it is right there just like you get the feeling that one of the reasons he's so calm is because otherwise he'd just be this monster. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, a very and, uh 
Bruce Banner, the Hulk kind of vibe. Yeah, I, I loved how ice cold he was walking into the fight, personally. Like, you know, he just... He he kind of he kind of took on a little bit of the nonchalance of um, Kilua almost as he's walking across the bridge and you know he's just really really calm and then all of a sudden he's not and he goes from really calm to his eyes are glowing to you know he's almost killing somebody uh, over the span of like no time at all. And again, the, the the blustery dude was, he was stupid. I mean, instead of breaking the floor, he could have just hit the kid on the head. I don't think he could. Yeah, no, I don't uh, think Kropika he was... does die. Like, he does, he does move out of the way. Yeah, his whole deal is that he's weak, and he tries to make up for it with tricks. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he had any chance of, of landing that punch, and probably assumed he might not have a chance of landing that punch, so it was all a demonstration. That is a long con and you've got to be really committed to it. You know, I thought it was so interesting because the, 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 not the subtitles necessarily, but the, the little text description of him and his crimes kind of tips the hand mm-hmm. on whether or not he's a badass. In uh, the same way that Setacon had his hand tipped. Well, sure. Right? Because he was because the bomb maker. Was- so you, right. So you knew that he could do something, you know, so once he was like, we're going to burn candles, you knew that that was going to be rigged. Yeah, that his but, bomber background would come in. Yeah, but this one, like for me, it, it got everybody in the room because I watched this with the, my wife and, and my son um, shortly before our recording. When he walks up and it does the little text readout on what he does, I think he's in there for like bank fraud and and <laughs> and something else. and And I'm like... Well, that's a weird, like, I figured this guy would be like a murderer or something. And then he starts, he pulls off the thing and he's got the heart tattoos and, and he looks like, you know, like kind of Skeletor mixed with someone throwing up and it just, (laughs) uh, you know, and, and it's like, whoa. And he's like, I've killed 19 people, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, man, you know, the readout probably should have led with that. Like it really (laughs) felt like a weird, um, like I didn't put, put it together that he was lying until, about halfway through his spiel, and I was like, wait a minute, he's talking way too much about this. Well, and doesn't Bendo, the the mercenary, say something along the lines of uh, his face is because of botched plastic surgery? Well, they say that after the fact, like after oh, he's already okay. been knocked okay. out, yeah. But yeah, but again, like very much like uh, Setokan, um, it made me like, I, I suddenly want to know more about this horrible backstory because... I don't know how you get away with bank fraud or any of these other like white collar crimes when you look like Skeletor. Like, I don't, I don't get, you know, like who would ever trust that face? You know, like uh, he's a Nigerian prince, you know, nobody ever. Right. Exactly. Nigerian prince so looks like how does he ever pull off any like regular crimes? when you look like that? <laughs> but so, but that, that's the part that didn't make sense to me. You know, if, if he is all, you know, white collar cyber crime type stuff, why the physical enhancements? You know, why does he need steel in his arm? You know, I, I've got to assume that maybe it's I don't know. Maybe maybe he stole from the wrong people. You know, maybe he uh, maybe he knew he was going to end up in jail, so he uh, he spent some money and it messed up his face. <laughs> uh, 
and he knew he was going to go to jail and there's no way he's going to be misidentified now. So maybe he's like, give me some, some Wolverine skeleton, uh, so that I can at least like look tough. Well, and it hurts so much. He can only use it once. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, but, but here's the thing, right? If you're going to spend the time to, to, to have all that metal put in your body so that you can survive jail, why would you leave your glass jaw intact? I don't think that's something like there's no implant to to solve a glass jaw. Also, that was not a glass jaw situation. <laughs> that was a that was a your face deforms from the punch yeah. situation. Oh, okay. Karepika made it look like a glass jaw situation. Really? <laughs> Maybe he's just his that big hands? of a badass. Well, also he kind of gr- picks him up by his chin, which also didn't make a whole lot of sense. Because uh, that guy, even if he is full of crap, is a good two feet taller than Karapika. So <laughs> somehow he picks him up, you know, and he's holding his mouth up and the guy's like mumbling and sputtering yeah. uh, but before again, he I delivers think... the punch. So Yeah, yeah it, I mean, it... he spikes the guy's head. Yeah, like a volleyball. Into the ground. Absolutely. He does. Which honestly is why I, I vote for that scene to be the, the anime-ass anime you know, oh, yeah. scene of the of, of the show because it was uh i mean it had everything it had like the it had the, the the time dilation it had the 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 impossible physics uh and and then it had the coup de gras you know where he just gets basically spiked into the into the floor by this and we've little been kid waiting for it yeah like, and we it's... didn't like majitani right like no we, like you wanted to see him lose yeah oh yeah uh, you know, like in hindsight, I, I part of me is like, I do wish it could have been slightly longer, um, just because I enjoy that. Like when they, when they, in in the the anime, when they kind of pull out the stops, they're like, okay, we're gonna do some full frame stuff here. We're gonna do some really dynamic movements. We're gonna do a lot of really good looking animation. Um, that's what I'm waiting for in every episode. Is like, when's when's the cool thing gonna happen? When's the cool thing gonna happen? You know, so I want them to always last. Like, make it longer. Uh, give me more of the cool thing. But this was so kind of well executed and cinematic that at the time I felt like it lasted a long time. He hits him once. Like yeah. there's there's very yeah. little that actually happens in the fight, but but the the moment when the when Majitani, you know, rears back and throws his punch and the impact on the ground and the way it shatters and uh you know, and then Karapika kind of like doing his little teleport quick getting right up in his face and grabbing him is wonderful. But my favorite part is at the very end when, uh, when he, you know, he's giving him the speech about, you know, you know, one, you know, blah, blah, blah. Don't do this Two, This is the truth about the phantom troop three. Don't ever say their name again or I'll kill you. And he like cuts that look to the camera. Yeah. Um, it's a great shot, but also it's one of the first times in several episodes where they went all out and made Karapika look really like, pretty you know and like he looks really kind of cool and attractive and the red eyes are are there and it's just it was cool you know um yeah like 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 they nailed that look yes it's it's a really well drawn like expression and pose and the framing is good um it's you know it's silly and it's goofy but it's but it's a hell of a lot of fun in the way that like like a, a wrestling thing would be fun. Yeah, for right. sure. Um, you know, when, you know, like 
uh, you know, for me, you know, back when I was a little kid, you know, like, you know, Hulk Hogan ripping off his shirt, you know, and kind of posing bare chested, like, it was like, yes, that's it. You know, again, I don't know anything about current wrestling, but like, you know, it's always fun to see The Rock put his hand up to his ear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and do the thing, you know, it's like, yeah, that's the thing. I love it. And they they nailed it. It was a lot of fun, this episode. Yeah. Well, I do I- want to say what Karapika says to Majitani, because I think those things are important, is he says uh, the Phantom Troop doesn't need to count the number of people they've killed because right. it's so many they don't know. There's a there's a number in the right. spider, and then the I'll, if you if you ever talk about them again, I'll kill you. Now, so. In in the in the recap of the next episode, they actually have a different translation for that. So as they're going into the next episode, they recap that sequence, and uh, you know it's like the uh, it's not that the number's so many; it's that the number's actually irrelevant to them. Yeah, um, I guess that's what I was trying. Yeah, to say. Yeah, like they don't the numbers that, irrelevant. Yeah, they don't care to keep count. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and then the the other thing uh, that I read mentioned them again, and I'll kill you. Uh, I read that a bit more broadly, uh, especially after uh, he goes into his speech about how, you know, when he when he walks back over the bridge and he he says, you know, that he started seeing red and he talks about how, he, you know, it's not just the 12 legged spider, it's any spider. His, his rage is just there under the, the surface and everything. And uh, and I think that that you know, the rest of the group actually, and especially Leorio from, from the expression, I think the rest of the group really got the same read that I got, which is like, it wasn't Majitani. If you mention the troop again, I'm going to kill you. It's if anyone mentions the troop again, I can't guarantee your safety. Well, and even Kilua is, has like a, a kind of not scared look, but like a shocked look. And I think the thing was, was that, it was upsetting to see their friend, you know, freak out like that. You know, I mean, if a friend of yours just went bananas and and punched a dude out of pretty much nowhere, it would scare you. Like, it would be like, oh, man, are, are you okay? Are, are you okay to be around? I mean, Leorio actually says that. Yeah. He's like, are he you does. okay to be around? I think in a normal circumstance, yes, but we're literally in a hunter exam and it was a fight to the death. Uh, you know, so I'm not sure why they're so surprised about it. Um, cause that was, that was the price of admission basically. Uh, I just, I um, guess. Uh, well, yeah, I but mean, still like this is the first time that there's been a physical confrontation of that level. Um, aside from the mix up with Hisoka, I mean, everything else in the test has been, more of like stop this monster don't get killed by this monster you know catch this pig find these special eggs you know this was a little different but also i mean uh in terms of leorio and gone you know they were all there when during the mix-up with hisoka and karapika didn't go that shit in that situation yeah, you know, like like there there is a question, and obviously I I assume the question is he still probably couldn't have taken Hisoka, but there is an element of like if if he was that kind of you know enraged or you know that kind of uh, uh, I don't really know what to call the emotion really, but 
Um, you know, if if that was the situation with Ahsoka, could he have, you know, like they they don't know. They've never seen this from that character for sure. Yeah. Right. And which is which I think is why Kalua reacts the way he does. Again, well, you know, I think I, I don't I, think he's afraid of Kropika necessarily, but I do think he was like I it was, was an impressed. unexpected amount of possibly impressed, yes. But I Although I don't Kilua, know what impresses for Simpson. Kilua and Gon both <laughs> were able to recognize that the guy wasn't dangerous. And I think Kilua just assumed that Karapika knew it. And, or that right, and maybe he would just like, you know, very quickly and deftly kind of defeat him, but without maybe the severity or the um Yeah. What's there's a better word, kind of viciousness, I guess. There's yeah, I mean, a it was. A, word, I guess that's the thing is, it was so unlike Karapika to be that vicious, yeah. right? Yeah, but it it definitely, I mean, it made an impression. It's definitely what needed to happen. Although, was it really what needed to happen? <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Yeah. Now there 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 is actually, um, and and I. This is, I think, this is one of the problems with uh, with watching a serial because there's a lot more to this fight sequence uh, that kind of gets revealed in the next episode. Well, let's talk about this a little because I think I I, I think this is a good place to talk about the uh, about sort of the the challenges of this podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, I think the major challenge is we do generally watch two episodes. Yeah. And we and record our episode. Uh, we we record our podcast episodes two at a time. Right. Yeah. So there, we're always having to hold back on anything that is revealed in that second episode of the recording. So I I do think I think these two episodes in particular, um, episode nine and then episode ten, which we will talk about in the next podcast. In the next podcast, are particularly hard to discuss because. Um, there's a lot of setup and payoff right in those two episodes. Yeah. Right. Um, I, like I a lot almost, is set up in this one and a lot is paid off in the, in the very next one. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, I, I don't want to because we didn't discuss it ahead of time. Um, but I do think it's something to consider going forward when we run into this again, perhaps making kind of like an executive decision. Like, is this one where we should talk about two episodes at once? Yeah, I, I don't, don't want to do that. I don't want to do that super often because I like the cliffhanger nature. I think that's a really important part of the. And again, even in discussing this, I'm trying to be real careful and not right <laughs> and not not uh, uh, reveal that stuff. Um, well, and and that's the thing, um, you know these these episodes because we talked about this early on because it was one of the problems that I had in the early episodes where you know the. There was resolution, but there really wasn't resolution, and I, I was always looking for for things to tie up nicely. And I think that they did me a favor in the first two episodes by actually doing that. And then all of a sudden, they stopped, and and now it really is a serial, and not you know it's 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 a serial show, not an episodic show. So there there are going to be these much longer arcs. You know, this is, this goes beyond just a, you know, a 26 episode story arc for the test, you know, based on, uh, I think it's Wikipedia says uh, that it's, you know, it's like 26 episodes for this first arc. Um, but, you know, 
even in trying to discuss this fight, this fight has a two, you know, is a two episode arc on this fight alone. But but I think we can also look at things in terms of whether it moves us forward or not. Yeah. And I think the thing that we've sort of come to with this episode is that it moved a whole lot forward really quickly. Which was a real surprise because it literally started with watching candles burn, which is about as exciting as watching paint dry, especially after they said that the candles could take up to six hours to burn down. It's like, really, this is what we're going to do? And then all of a sudden, as quickly as I decided, oh, really, this is what we're going to do. We're going to watch candles burn for the next six hours of episode time, whatever that compresses to, uh, to, you know, probably two of the best scenes that 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 we've had. Well, well yeah, definitely I mean, one I, of the best scenes that we've had so far with, yeah, uh, with and, the fight. And against. I would say that in general, like this is maybe, yeah, this is probably my favorite episode so far. That's really interesting because during this chunk of the show, mm-hmm. my I, I watched I watched the first like 14, 15 episodes with my parents over Thanksgiving weekend, and they completely tuned out during this. Really? During, oh, during that's this, so interesting. Yeah. I, they're like, I feel like it's really slowed down, but I think by slowing it down, it made it that much more tense and exciting. So I'm really glad that you guys reacted so positively to this yeah, episode. But, but I mean, just just this, yeah, just this episode, though, does a lot of stuff with the speed of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because the they set up the candle thing like it's going to take forever, and then it actually doesn't. And and there's there's a lot of, they build a lot of tension with the candle thing. And there's there's a moment... When when his candle when Gon's candle is burning fast, where you're like, okay, this one's over, yeah, like Gon loses, we're gonna move on, and then there's a twist, yeah, um, and it's good, it's a good twist, it's a nice little reveal, it's a logical um, twist, it well, doesn't yeah, add anything to the situation, right? Well, but and actually, what's I mean, really that's, interesting that's is good. the the amount of detail that they put in, um, and and I think you mentioned this earlier, the amount of detail that they put into the drawing of his candle burning down and the wax falling and congealing on the floor. I mean, this was not a throwaway scene at all. Uh, they no, it was no, they really milk it important. for everything it's worth. Oh, yeah. And 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 it's 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 how long they hold on shots when when the candles are burning slowly. All the shots are a little longer, and yeah. and and you feel the stillness and you feel the time. And then when the candle starts to burn quicker. All the shots, like when they cut, they're cutting so much quicker. And, and the shots, because it's supposed to, it, it gives you the audience that sense of urgency of, oh yep. shit, here goes this candle. And then with the pacing of the 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 fight with Karapika and and uh, Frankenstein's monster, it's... <laughs> Majitani. Um, it's fantastic. But then when, the, when, when he lands that punch and dude's just dead on the mat and he walks back across... There's this moment, there's several moments of, like, levity. Um, The candle thing was interesting, and it was cute to see Gon kind of succeed, and the success was a surprise. Everyone was like, way to go. Um, But it's not necessarily funny. Mm -hmm. But it's nice. It's like, it's build tension, build tension, build tension, relief. 
great. Yeah, and, they and do, that's what they felt, but, right? They felt relief that Gon absolutely had, had won because they they weren't sure he would. But then during the fight, it gets brutal. Yeah, and and even what they're saying when uh, Karapika is crossing over the little walkway and comes over and talks to them, the things that he says are super heavy and just sad and disturbing. But he says that thing about like even just seeing a spider gets my eyes to glow red. Like he says that, and that's a punchline. I think the like, punchline comes later when well, see, like, I, I, I think yes. we should keep Karapiko away from spiders. Well, well, he says it, and they react, and you see it on their faces, like what? And then he keeps talking, and then Gon says it again. It's like it, it's. It's like a, a, a comedy in threes thing, and it's just it's subtle and it's right in there. There were there are some previous episodes where like things got a little silly and a little funny, and sometimes it got funny in a way that just for me was like, ugh, this is goofy. But this one had like everything. It yeah. had the tension, it had the release, it had the action, it had the drama, it had the comedy. It was just a real like it's a real solid episode of a television show. Yeah. Yeah, I think um like if I had to suggest an edit for the candle scene, uh I would have I would have made Gone's candle like burn out just after the smoke started rising. From Maybe Sedicons. I feel like that's killed Lily a little. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I think. I wonder if they pitched that. You know, I, like I wonder yeah. if I wonder if somebody because that does. You know, that that could have worked or it could have felt overwrought. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and and like I said, that really worried me because uh, it it just felt like it was going to be a slow episode, and then the payoff was just absolutely amazing. And there there was. Um, with the the fight between Karapika and Majitani, when he's holding him up, like there's a point, and and this is the thing that really kind of bothers me about the way that they do some of their exposition, where it's being narrated by the character that has focus, but it's not actually being said by the character that has focus. It felt to me like Majitani was trying to give up before Karapika spiked his face. Yeah, he absolutely was. My my feeling is is that is that he was trying to say that in the middle of his sentence just Karapika smashed him. <laughs> and that's sort of a I, I, I feel like that's a sign that Karapika was out of control. Cause if he had waited just a few more seconds, he would have won. Yeah. Right. But he yeah. did win. But but he did win. I mean he, the the dude's dead on the mat. Right, because the fight was to the death or until one of them gives up. And so he's trying to give up. And then, you know, Karapika, like, drops him to the mat. And he's, you know, he's dead when he hits the mat, as far as we can tell, right? Yeah. Um, which is Which is really weird because, uh, again, it's not. Episode, and at the end of the episode, Liara's like, all right, it's my turn. Yep. And, and, um... It is his turn because the the match is over as far as uh, what's his name Lipo is concerned because he extends the bridge. Yeah, no, you're right, but he doesn't. The score doesn't change though. The score doesn't change exactly. The bridge does extend, but the score doesn't change. Yeah, 
Yeah, and so that's where that's where we get the cliffhanger into the next episode. Uh, right. But it was... Like, they, they set it up really nicely. Now, the other thing that I was curious about is where did the wind come from? Because, like, they never played up the wind until the candles came up. Oh, there's fans down there. <laughs> it's just it's there's just a vertical wind tunnel. Yeah, there's I big think... there's big industrial fans down there. I think it's one of those storytelling. <laughs> it's an eye fly. It, it doubles as an eye fly in the off season. Yeah. <laughs> Got to cool the place well, down somehow. Well, it's a no, giant no, it, stone tower. No, it, in the recap of the previous episode, um, in the recap of the previous episode, at the beginning of this episode, they sh- straight up say that trick tower is a prison. Yeah. Yep. Uh, for long-term prisoners. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so that's just like he just has, uh, you know, he just has a uh, giant pedestal in an empty column stretching down to theoretically the bottom of the tower with mm-hmm. some industrial fans down there. And mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe like for good behavior, they fly kites in that room or something. I don't know. <laughs> They get to do some skydiving, pretend that they're well, in freefall. You, you need some form of ventilation, right? You can't just have a closed stone well, Maybe that's tower. what it is. Yeah, maybe it's just ventilation. It's just yeah. like really, it's like a really efficient way to like air everything out. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise everyone's getting sick. You know, now, now we've gotten to the, to the part of the podcast where everyone has stopped listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they, this they, is compelling, John. They're 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 theorizing what the hell the the anime uh, combat arena in the <laughs> magic prison tower is actually supposed to do. Too much fun. Yeah. Well, and, and like I said last time, you know, I th- I thought it was a little bit like Magneto's um, Lucite holding cell. Uh, you know, when I first saw the pedestal, but. You know, now it looks like it's maybe part of their ventilation system or maybe, you know, it, it just it seemed the weird that the wind came up at just the right. But was I it think the wind might be constant? It's just we didn't notice it until it was important to the story. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I That's mean, there could be a hundred million different things. But yeah, it's cartoon magic, as I like to say, all or the time. Or even storytelling magic. I mean, yeah, yeah, you could have sure. the same thing in a live action show absolutely absolutely it's just we need this to happen now it happens now we didn't the the payoff of the you know this is a prison for long-term prisoners i didn't get the answer to my question though which is are these long-term prisoners other hunters i don't think they are um but we did not get that answer we didn't get that answer i still think that it's pretty it's pretty conclusive that they're not hunters because they don't have that semi-immunity from the law. Well, I also, they just don't seem to be as good at what they're doing. No. Like, that's my thing. It's like, these are these guys are all, like, uh, Tampa-level guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, I mean... Like, so. imagine them going up against Menchi. Right. Like, yeah. could you imagine any of these people lasting more than like five seconds against her no and you can't like she's way too she's she's a level or two above them at least at least like i think it would be impossible for them to beat her yeah i mean these are batman villains 
Um, in a Superman are, world. Are, yeah, in a Superman <laughs> world. Superman so. world. Nice. <laughs> well, I don't even know. I, I I feel like they're 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 even lo- they're they're like mooks. You know, mooks. they're just they're they're just a they're just a bunch of bunch of obstacles for for our heroes to go through. Well, but the dude that Tompa fought in the last episode, or or you know, caved to before there was even a chance to fight. I mean, he was glowing and everything. I mean, he had some shinobi skill, right? Yeah, no, I mean, he's, you know, that's Killer Croc. And the the serial bomber is the Joker. <laughs> and uh Majitani's Kite Man. Majitani is Solomon Grundy. Um <laughs> but not even that cool. An absolute yeah, no. heel. He doesn't uh, even have he doesn't even have like a like a tagline. No, absolutely not. Yeah, so. yeah, I was trying to figure out what that horn thing coming out of his head was and, and where that tube was going. I Yeah, I have no idea. He is a very... I thought it was kind of like a Bane thing to yeah. bring it back to Batman again. Guys, I don't even like Batman. <laughs> um, like, I really don't. Like, I, I've never liked Batman. Um, but he's very ubiquitous. Um but yeah, I thought it was like a thing, like that's what was powering him up or something, or maybe it had something to do with his metal skeleton, like it was hydraulics or something to help him, like oh, there you go, bonk or, you know, or maybe super, it was just super to, bonk the punch. Yeah, or maybe it was just keeping his brain oxygenated. After that's the, probably all it was after his <laughs> his failed uh, because he has like that his metal cone on surgery. his head. Well, he has a skeleton nose. Yeah, so I mean, I can't imagine oh. like what it sounds like when he sleeps oh, oh. <laughs> yeah how, how does he talk in a normal voice like he he should sound like he has a cold right <laughs> practice <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> and whoever stuck through to this point just tuned out yep. <laughs> this is the fun stuff don't fight it uh, no it it, I mean, it really, it really, really was a great episode. I, um, I don't know that there's much else that I have to say no, about no, it. Watch it. Watch this episode. Like, <laughs> like, uh, if you're just getting into the series, don't watch it first, I guess, because, uh, some of the payoffs won't feel as good. But, but at uh, least wait for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Make it, make it to episode nine and then, you know. Go ahead and watch episode 10, too, but make it to 10 episodes in and then start making your decision on whether or not it's for you. It never, like, the the series hasn't gotten to the point where it's almost lost me, but this episode really, like, really pulled me back in, and it's a freaking cliffhanger again. And it makes you excited to see what happens next. Yeah. Well, if you all want to see what happens next, join us uh, every Tuesday uh, when we put up new new episodes, uh, we can also be found on social media at SayTheXPod on Twitter and Instagram and SayTheXPod.com on the web. Uh, we welcome your comments and, and criticisms. Our theme music is by Jake Cook. Check out his band, Seal Pup's latest album, uh, I Bleed Pop. Uh, and again, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week.